For most of us, work is a sad affair. We are confused about it, disconnected from it, or simply over it. Fulfillment, lasting success, and a sense of purpose are rarely found. And yet we deserve them, because happy work is not just a possibility, it is a right. Welcome to the Human Value Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we explore a new take on a better work reality and how we can all achieve it. I had the privilege of chatting with author and inner critic coach Tara Nicole Kirk. I had never met Tara before this, but I had read her book, The Transformational Consumer, and that is what I was going to talk to her about. But once we jumped on our interview, we discussed that and so much more. I hope you enjoy part one of my interview with Tara. No, this is this is good stuff. This is Great. good stuff. All of this. Okay. Tell me about myself. So, uh, this, is my, <laughs> this is my hypothesis. Um, my hypothesis is that marketers are, I, I want to say all marketers, because sometimes you, occasionally you meet those marketers who really are like um, business operators who happen to find their way into marketing as like the function that they operate. Mm -hmm. But many times people are in marketing because they have like a creative soul mm -hmm. because they like love the idea of being part of, of a transformation in someone's life. Mm -hmm. But they probably were not given permission to just do that in a super pure way, or, or they didn't see a model for doing that as like a career or a livelihood in a super pure way when they were like very young. Yeah. Um, so, so marketing becomes kind of the shadow career of like the very soulful. <laughs> True. I mean, you know, I was paid high dollar or high, the big bucks to lie for someone else. Right. So it's like professional lying. for. Uh, so, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, just as you said, as soulful beings, I feel like you can only go so long, <laughs> you know, lying for someone else until you, you have a problem with yourself saying like, wait a second, who am I? Who am I? Who have I become? Who am I actually? Why am I, do why am I here? Well, yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, it's not, okay, it's not even just a why guy. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know what? That's not even just a theory because I realized um, I was successful at ignoring that question. Ooh. You know, like yeah. I knew that question was lingering around the corner. It was mm -hmm. ugly, an ugly question. Like, yeah. holy shit, you know, like all deformed and like nasty boils on That's the face. That's what shadow is. Shadow yes. is the stuff we were taught from the time we were tiny, tiny to shove down. I love the writer, John Bly calls it. You, we, these are parts of ourselves that we shove into the long bag. We drag behind mm. us, right? And so then we drag this bag and our whole lives, everything that we dislike about ourselves or we're told is not worthy of liking or loving or approval or affection or whatever everything we're disgusted by everything we're afraid of yes yes like our yes. own so that's we shove it in this bag and we start and then you know when i talk to people probably every other coaching client i talk to in the first conversation i'm like because i'm like the shadow chick at this point i'm like oh no dude that's like the direct path to your liberation is like shine <laughs> the light on that yeah. so i'm like I'll just ask that question and they'll be like, oh, like what's fascinating is people will flat out say, but I really don't want to look at that because yeah, I don't yeah. like what I'll see. And I'm like, yes. Great, that's why you have me. But what does that <laughs> tell you? It tells you that they know. They know. 
they know and this culture is very so this culture teaches an aversion to discomfort of every type mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. human humans like the Buddha was talking about, like craving and aversion. These are like these are the sources, the roots of human suffering, mm-hmm. right? But like our culture especially teaches that like unwanted emotions or inner darkness could do you in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if you looked at it. And so, mm-hmm. I think, but I think people, I think our shadow careers and ignoring the disharmony they create within us. Um, I see it often. It often ends up like resulting in illness. We saw that, like, I think especially like in the last generation, you would always see like all of those guys (laughs) would end up with like a heart problem. So true. It's so true. Um, Alcohol problems, trying to medicate it away. Yep. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. I I love you know in that respect I, lo- I love the idea of flow right so pontare uh, the Greek idea of like life is flow but we're so great at stopping the flow and we know <laughs> we know when you stop the flow things you know accumulate and in the body when you stop the flow of blood you know limbs die uh, yes. certain parts of the body stop you know being taken care of yes you rot away. Even though you think you're still alive, and, but um, I feel like I'm hopeful because I I think so I do think I think the thing that the internet does as a service to humanity is allow us to see allow you know us to see other people who are like us who actually like got a, got a, got to the other side of the game <laughs> you know what i mean right right and then right. you're like wait if if that even gives you a little bit of hope if you can even try to spend a half hour more a week in your like sacred zone of genius mm-hmm. right or doing inner work which maybe you had no model for until you you know see somebody on instagram like doing it or see it read something or whatever um i think our our shadows do us the, the do this like work in us mm-hmm. of like that like the disharmony is a is a job that it's doing a favor it's doing us yes yes like hello hello yeah. no this yeah. ain't you stop like yeah yeah and so we and I'm hopeful also like that in this season of humanity I feel like I feel like the if you can get into the flow even for a second it is so delectable. Mm-hmm that it just like pulls you in a way that even avoiding disharmony or avoiding illness might not, mm-hmm. might not motivate you as powerfully as like that feeling of when you feel like, Oh no, this is, I'm, this is what I'm here to do. You know? So, right. But you know what I see in people my age, you know, people that I used to work with in those, you know, those high performance culture places, they don't give themselves permission. No, they and don't. <laughs> there's a resistance to actually just allow yourself to become aware because awareness, to me, that's kind of like the foundation of everything. To be aware means nothing but being grounded in the moment and seeing things as they are, you know, warts and all, non judgmentally, just like, oh, this is me, this is life. Yes. Well, no. Because we lose everything we worked for. We lose the bank account, the accolades, the taps on the back. All this, you know, is mine. is my right, right? All of this suddenly is gone. 
right? And it feels so associated with identity. Yes. Um, yes. And it is. I mean, it's when you hear the Buddhists and the and the psychedelic folk <laughs> talk about like Buddhists and the psychedelic people who strong overlap. Um, when you hear them talk about ego death, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's kind of what this is. It's that moment. And I've had these moments in many, mostly spiritual contexts, although they super overlap with work for me now with what other people call work <laughs> for me now. Yeah. Um, where you get a little bit, you get to that moment of transcendence and you're like, oh, like commerce. Mm-hmm. We're all, everybody's addicted to it. It's just a game. It's not, this is not what we are. What we yeah. are is this like, you know, you know what I mean? And you're kind of like, whoa. And it's what I have experienced or what I am experiencing now is like, I think there are kind there are different I think when you do that awareness, that really hyper-present awareness that you're talking about of turning inward and looking inward, you will see whatever is in there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. that is different That's for different people. But yeah, what yeah. I have found is that I have found the commerce obsession to be kind of startling because I for sure participated in that and still do dip myself into that sometimes. Um, and I think some people would take that and like want to check out and drop out of all mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Want to move to the Mendocino coast like we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where the internet is bad, <laughs> <laughs> but the wine is good. And so is the serving. you know, what hey, I mean? <laughs> like, sounds like life. Some people for me, the understanding that it's like, this is just a creation game that we're all here to play for this season, that we're all kind of like little fractals and droplets of divine energy, universe, juice, substance. Like that's what we all of us mm-hmm. are. Um, and so, I don't know, it gave me like a different kind of traction on the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's really just a game. It's not about my identity. It's not about who I am my work is not my worth. Mm-hmm. I am a person. I am a soul separate from that. Yes. And then this just gets to be mm-hmm. like, am I get to create? And there's lots of experiments in ways that I can like create with other people and like with other souls for yep. the benefit of all of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you make different, you will make different decisions. You may quit your job. Some people feel like they have to join the circus <laughs> after, after yeah after, absolutely after absolutely so but also before you make that move you you know you would you got I, I think i think the freedom the liberating thing that i see is just the giving yourself the permission to look at the hamster wheel you've been on mm-hmm. to look at why you're on it <laughs> and to make some really like real talk decisions about whether you want to stay on it or whether you want to get off of it. But have you ever, I mean, I'm sure you know all about it, but you know, perspective, like I got completely obsessed with the idea of perspective and Mm -hmm. context, right? Because most of the time context defines, you know, the level of awareness we actually have, like what are the glasses through which we look at the things that we perceive as reality. And we get taught at school, the context is competition grades, marks, being the first, victory, battle, competition, you know, all those things. Yes. Why do you have to do, I'm like, I mean, what? (laughs) I'm like, why do kids have to do tests fast? It's what I mean. Because of cap, because toxic capitalism requires the good little cogs 
to output a whole bunch, like as fast as possible. You can't, that's what I mean by being on the other side of the game is like when yeah. you get out there, you're like, oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. But looking from the outside in, you know, that's just a standpoint most people don't get until they're on their deathbed. I literally had, you know, kids and grown-ups having to go through stage four cancer to actually step out of it and look at it from their distance and realize, what the F? I mean, what? And so I'm like here to, to say like, why wait until like life kicks your door in? Oh my gosh, you don't have to. I mean, it is fascinating how universal that experience is though. Yeah. Of like a yeah. medical scare or like a, a near death thing or an accident or somebody else close to you dies. Yeah. Um, I keep calling them. I've started to call them like spiritual alarm clocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I just, but I think you can, and I think we have lots of other lesser crises in our lives that can serve mm -hmm. as those. I think pandemic can serve as, as that, um, you know, but, and I, I'm actually heartened. Like when I see the news stories about like the great resignation, everybody's quitting their jobs. <laughs> I'm like, yep, sure. They, of course they are. No. It's like, they've had a moment to think about death and life and they're like, this ain't it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly. what's it, but this ain't it. I, I like to call it the great confusion. Uh, yeah, you know, confusion, it's what we talked about at the beginning, uh, the dissonance between like an inner reality and an outer reality. And the two are not aligned day and night. I mean, at some point, you, you got to be kind of like, mm, ugh, this what's life experience, like you know, it's kind of like... I don't but know. I think, and I think the permission thing is like, it's helpful to have other people model for us that they gave themselves permissions and they didn't, and they permission and they didn't totally lose the thread. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's also really important for people to give themselves permission in smaller ways leading yep. up to. So like, you know, I teach a lot of like ritual mm -hmm. and there's some secret stuff built into many of the, you know, even the ancient rituals. Right, right. Right. But or even like like just free writing every day. So I have a thing where I teach people this four-part ritual, one part, and I tell people if you can't do all four parts, the part to do is the free writing every day. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why, and by free writing, I mean really free, like really brain dump, really like yep. no theory, no editing, no grammar, no sentence structure required, whatever. Like if it's your grocery list. Well, it's on the page. Yeah, just get it. If it's a brain dump, great. If it's your grudges and grievances, great. If it's your grocery list, cool. If it's the thing that's on your mind that you needed to write for work, whatever comes out. Um, I think it's so important in part because we need to, are, we have been living, most of us high achieving, high performers have been living with this very, this like inner repressed. So we're born unrepressed and very early we start to be repressed. We're, we start to be like shaped trained, mm. domesticated, pressure cooked a little bit into like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right? that is sadly, it's a very good visual it's like what it is. And it, I'm very aware because I also am like parenting a new again this is my, you know, we were talking about I have a set of old kids and a set of and, I, and one really young child. And, and I can see I could see and in between there, I started to like do this work and teach this work. Mm -hmm. And I could see like, oh, oh, my 
my gosh, we're all pressure cooking our kids. <laughs> what is happening? No, just let them be. Crazy. No, just let them be. But it's a different level of investment in your own person. It takes a different, it costs something to let your kids be wildly unrepressed. Yeah. Um, and and it, mostly time. And mostly you got to do your own inner work and be like real okay. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I um, hear you. But we are, so we pressure cook kids and very early the smart ones the gifted ones learn how to do that repression themselves so as to earn what looks like love right yeah. so they learn to hold it back tame it down stay in their lane look a certain way act a certain way be a certain volume mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> do take a certain job do your test fast get certain right. all of that And so many of us have had that, we call it in psychology, your inner repressive parent. So many of us have had that inner repressive parent since like one year old, no lie. Like literally kids learn how to do this before they even learn how to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You you can watch little babies and they like, they react to frowns. Like, oh, (laughs) they will shut up. (laughs) It is wild. Kids are smart. So, so many of us have been doing that for so long. The beauty of a writing, a free writing practice is that it starts to give your inner editor, your inner repressor, your inner censor, just like a minute off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just can I be, (laughs) can I just think my own thoughts for a minute? I love that you say that. That's like the first thing I do with my clients when we we, we try to get them, I, I call it, you know, stepping out of the noise into the inner silence. Um, because, you know, I had to turn 37 until I actually allowed myself to sit in silence, to even understand what silence means, you know, because if you're in a high performance culture, you keep yourself busy and noise is the proof that you're alive. You know, that's, that's the lie. You think like, oh, things, shit is happening. Like I'm moving forward. Yes. Adrenalized, just constantly adrenalized. Yes. I even had, um, I had a, someone tell me recently, like someone who I had helped get into like kind of the silent or the willingness to be silent place. Mm-hmm. She was like, I never really noticed it, but I always had literally something playing, even like podcasts. She's like, I would have a podcast yes. playing in the shower. Yes. I have a podcast playing. Like I had no minutes of the day. No yes. waking up of the day with no silence. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, that, and I like, obviously we love podcasts, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you should not have voices broadcast into your mind a hundred percent of your waking day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, so I feel like if you're not going to fill that inner space, you make room for something else to take up that space. And, you know, in a fear-driven society, when fear takes up that space and love oh gets God. pushed into the corner, I mean, exhibit A. <laughs> what? Are you doing a Vanna movement at, like, the world? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm pointing out my window. The world, exhibit the A. World. The world. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's um, I have started to say to people, and it's funny because I'm like writing this whole explication of it, but I never have to say more than this line. <laughs> so maybe I need not. I'll just publish a book that's just blank <laughs> with the title. There you go. Um, but the title would be that the fear is just a program. Uh-huh. 
it's just a program. Yeah. And like, that's, you know what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Like, you don't really have to say much because people are like, oh yeah. 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 You know? And once you see that it's a program, you can actually feel it and know, and still be just that awareness that you're witness, you're, you become wise witness of the program. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're like, huh. But just that witnessing breaks a little bit of the pool of the fear pattern, whatever the fear normally would cause you to do. But what I think people do who aren't ready to give themselves permission yet is like judge themselves for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Whereas I think like when you're really doing the work, you start to like soothe yourself through it Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh, you're it's the fear, but it's just a program. You don't like, you don't have to do what it says. This is also yeah. <laughs> incredibly beautiful. And I feel like you and I, we could talk for days. Three hours. benefits anyone or not, I don't care. I just love it. Well, okay. this, we need to, I want to start doing some lives with people where I'm like people like you, or it's just like, it's just so, it's so gratifying. And you know, my, my younger self would look at my older self. I'd be like, what you doing? Like, <laughs> go out there, make money. <laughs> Hey, you know what? It'll, it'll, you look like you're living fine to me. That's oh, what I, I have to I, remind no, myself I where I'm like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I believe, you know, I believe in this pyramid of society where, you know, we've created ones that have nothing mm-hmm. and have to constantly struggle to survive. And the tiny dot at the top that has everything that will just defend their position. But Tara. You and I, we're in the middle. We have all this potential to now turn the triangle into a square. That's what I'm talking about. You know? Here for this. Yep. Yeah. And and I'm going to get to that. I'm just going to do a quick introduction. Yes, sorry. There's something I want to, there's something specific I want to point at. And, and that, okay. that was your book. Because your book is, your book did this. Oh, this. good. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's weird. After I had such a great time with someone to do an introduction, <laughs> totally I could just meet you. I feel like I know you now. (laughs) As you do. Make sure to listen to part two, where we dive into Tara's amazing book, The Transformational Consumer. If you like what you heard and you want to continue on the path towards achieving your own happy work, make sure to subscribe so you can get notified of weekly episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for at The Y Story.